Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 87 237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel on LMFM. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Good morning. Monday morning again. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a nice weekend. You can get in touch 086 1800 658. Ah, we had a good L run of it, didn't we? Ah, we did. We had a good L run of it, but the sun has left us for a while and it's back to that sort of close, heavy, will it rain? Oh, I think I feel a drop is a going to well I put the clothes out weather <laughs> had to happen didn't it it had to happen at some stage but my goodness me nature seemed to be putting on a show last night because the lightning was just unreal looking and some people are so organised because they're out with cameras and they get these amazing photographs I'm not skilled in that area at all and they had them on, on social media but it was amazing looking I was enthralled looking out the window. People probably thought I was weird looking out the window at the sky. Um, but I think so far we escaped relatively unscathed in terms of kind of downpours and that kind of thing around this neck of the woods. I think it was maybe shortly after nine there was a bit of a drenching all right. And uh, we were thinking, oh, oh, what's that noise? Oh, oh, it's the rain. The rain is back. The rain is back. And uh, there's some things that you will hear Irish people saying during the heat wave and there's definitely things that you will hear Irish people saying when the rain is back oh yeah this is what they say ah thanks be to God it's back it's a bit cooler sure we're not built for it at all we're not built for it the amount of times I heard that and said it myself to be fair to me I, you know if I had a euro every time I heard it I'd be very wealthy at this stage the second thing you'll hear is Ah, uh, the farmers will be glad now of that. That bit of rain. It's cruel weather for them all together. They'll be glad of that. Another thing you'll hear is, Oh, sure, look, we had the great time all the same. You know, we were at the beach every day. Barbecues at the back, paddling pools. Oh, it was great. Another thing you might hear people saying today is, Oh, I've a stew on today because sure, you couldn't cook in that weather last week. Couldn't cook in it. Too hot. And finally... 
Ah, look at you. Couldn't say we had a bad summer after all that heat. And it's grand now. It's a bit cooler. The kids will be back at school in no time. And the ice cream man can have a break. He was flat out pulling 99s. (laughs) These are the kind of things that you hear us Irish folk say we love a good chat about weather we just love it we can't help ourselves I don't know if it's because you know we feel like we've nothing else to say or something when we meet people you know when you meet an acquaintance and you're kind of like like you've kind of gone through the small talk and you're like listen isn't, wasn't the weather great last week oh she look it but it was too hot for us. this is the way we go on <laughs> this is the way we go on oh there you go but it is it's back to the old dreary weather and do you know what that's kind of perfect ambience Because I know you're going to roll your eyes at this, but I am going to be talking about Halloween in the show today. I am all about jumping to the next holiday as soon as, or even before the first one has ended. I'm like a child that way. So we'll be talking about Halloween. I did spot the decorations in the shop, so it's fair game. Uh, Now, on a serious note, uh, just talking about the weather and last night, the thunder and lightning and everything else. I did get a message sent in with a beautiful picture. Thank you so much on 0861800658. Is it possible to put out uh, um, on the show that a missing dog after last night's thunder, small gold terrier type dog with one eye, so very distinctive, uh, called Poppy, has pink collar missing from Milltown, Dramiskin area and uh, Ailish has sent this in. Very, you know, upset and distressed about this dog, obviously. Um, so has anyone seen Poppy? She, a small gold and she has white on her as well. She's a gorgeous looking little thing. Has one eye called Poppy, has a pink collar on her, missing uh, from Milton Dramisk. And maybe you might get in touch with us here and we can put you in touch with Ailish. If you have come across her, we would so appreciate it. 86 658 And hopefully little Poppy can be re- reunited with Ailish very, very soon. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Here's a picture of this. Late night. Picture this in one night on LMFM's 11 to 1. I had a brilliant weekend at the first Boyne Valley International Film Festival. I have to give them a mention on the programme today because, you know, to set up a festival in is, is one thing, like just to kind of, you know, even have the idea in your head, I want to set up a festival. It's going to be great for the area. It's going to be great to support artists in the community. And then to actually kind of, you know, spend all this time, like it's years, it's years out of your, your time in the making. And, you know, you're giving it, this is like your free time that you're doing uh, in terms of setting this up and organising it and all of the organisation that is involved in this. So I have to say a massive congratulations to filmmaker Frank Kelly and to Collect Farrell of the Druid Arts Centre, co-directors together of this festival and... You know, people, regular listeners to this programme will know I am a major film fan. And to see, you know, filmmakers from this area, the entire Boyne Valley region, making incredible films, like really original ideas, thought provoking pieces and having them on the big screen in the local area is amazing. This festival is only going to grow. It really is. And uh, there was huge numbers that turned out to support it. And um, particularly in the heat, which, you know, fair play to them. And it was really just so nice and Nice is actually a really bad word. It was wonderful to meet so many talented filmmakers from the area and around the country and indeed around the world at this as well. And uh, it was lovely to be a part of it. So big congratulations to everybody involved. Lots of people saying already they can't wait for next year. If you missed it this year, if you were too preoccupied with the heat or if you're away 
put it in your diary next year. It'll be around the August time again next year. I, I don't know, dates I'm sure will be confirmed when, when it's closer to the time, but it will be in August. And if you are somebody that is a filmmaker, watch this space with regards to this because they were, they, like in their first year, they offered a bursary to an emerging filmmaker, somebody that had a script and had an idea uh, to put together. Like in your first year doing that, that was pretty incredible. So keep up to date with them. Boy Valley International Film Festival, they're all over uh, social media at the moment. If you are a filmmaker, if like me, you're a fan and you're sort of interested in the the people who make films, like how does it all work? You know, how does an idea that comes into your head from the writing process end up actually being made? So many questions you could ask about that. This is the festival that will give you the insight into that and, and help you answer some of those questions. But it was fantastic. It really, really was. And um, fair to say on Saturday, we did do a bit of partying on Saturday after after the whole day's events on Saturday. Um, but I felt like I've really made uh, some lovely connections with people who are making such great work. And, you know, I think really it's fair to say that the, the future of cinema in Ireland is in very good hands. So big, big congratulations to all involved there. Now stay tuned on the programme we've got music from Tom Grennan and also we need your help LMFM needs your help this week we're going to be in Dundalk for a very worthy cause I'm going to tell you all about our fill a bus campaign for Meals on Wheels that's happening this week that's all coming your way after these 11 to 1 We need your help this week. We really do. We've teamed up once again with Bus Erin to help the Dundalk branch of Meals on Wheels. What are we doing? We're going to fill a bus. Oh, we are. We've done it the last couple of years. We've done it really, really well. And that's all with thanks to you. So thank you so much in advance of this. Uh, what do we need to do? Okay, we have to fill the bus with essential food and household items for the vulnerable and elderly in the local community. So Pat O'Shaughnessy and the LMFM Roadrunner crew are going to be live from Long Walk Bus Station this coming Thursday, 18th of August from 10am to 4. Okay, so we need non-perishable food, household items to give this amazing service a big boost. So, you know, things like powdered custard, creamed rice, stock cubes, cooking oil, tea and coffee, tinned goods, breakfast cereals, that kind of thing, okay? Uh, Also, disinfectant spray, that kind of thing, that'll come in really handy for them as well. So if you're doing your own shopping, really, you're talking about throwing in an extra few tins of beans into the shop and and into the bus with it. You've always been so, so generous at this and we're looking for your help once again. So that is happening on Thursday. Uh, We'll update you as well throughout the day. Uh, It's always a really nice uh, cause that we do and it's always a really fun day as well for us here. So that's all happening Thursday, this coming Thursday. And thank you so much in advance of that. Now back to the music. Here's Tom Grennan. Oh, loving that one. Tom Grennan, remind me on LMFM's 11 to 1. Would you believe it? I'd say you could believe it that the Halloween decorations are in the shops already. What do you make of this? Let me know. 086 1800 658. You know does get earlier and earlier. I would say as well, isn't it around this time of the year or very soon anyway that we'll hear that Brian Thomas or one of those shops have their Christmas stuff in. Now that, that's a step too far. But I'm kind of like, yeah, I'll go for it with the Halloween decorations. Do you know what I mean? Uh, maybe it's a little bit too early, the end of August, but you know, start of September. It's fair game, I think, in amongst the back to school because you have to give the kids something to look forward to because my, my son would be like that 
I'm telling them, you know, it's only two more weeks now, two more weeks and a little bit and it's back to school. Uh, just to get him mentally prepared for that, you know, and getting up earlier again and all that. Uh, so then he says, and when is it Halloween? You know what I mean? So that's the way kids' minds work. So, you know, the retailers are popping. They're, they're, you know, they're, they, they've copped on to this. So they have the stuff in the shops. What do you make of it? Are you all for just embracing the next holiday? Are you thinking, oh, for God's sake, Sinead, Nick, come on. It's still, it's kind of summer. Even though, isn't August kind of autumn? I don't know. Uh, if you're not, if, if you're against it, also let me know. We are going to be talking all things Halloween though very shortly because um, the Puka Festival is back. This is a great festival. It's happening in Athboy and Trim in October. And many people will know that Mead uh, is the birthplace of Halloween. So it's a great location for this. And there's a host of brilliant events Big stars, big names as well coming to the Puka Festival this year. We'll be chatting to Melissa very, very shortly. Ham Sandwich from County Meath, Illuminate. Did you know that County Meath is the birthplace of Halloween? And I know we're only in August, but we're going to be talking all things spooky with Melissa Hayward. She's creative director of the Puka Festival. It's coming back to Athboy and Trim this October. We're going to chat to her after these. 11 to 1. For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the mess <laughs> Yes, we've just come out of a heat wave The kids aren't even back at school But the organisers of Mead's Spookiest Festival Want to let us know that the Puka Festival Is coming back this Halloween It's a unique experience made up of music, comedy, live podcast And storytelling While celebrating the heritage and folklore of Samhain So Puka is guaranteed to be the one of Ireland's best bashes this year It's going to be happening in Trimanath Boy From October 28th to 31st And I'm delighted to have Melissa Hayward She's Creative Director of Puka Festival on the line. How are you doing, Melissa? Hey, Sinead, how are you doing? I I just want to compliment you on your choice of music there. That was wonderful. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Had to be done. You're giving me a great excuse to break this out. Now, I was talking earlier on about the fact that I'd seen Halloween decorations in the shops yesterday. So, you know, it's only fair that we talk about this today. And a message has come in on 086-1800-658. Only 132 sleeps till Christmas. Our Christmas decorations are up all year round so I don't know what all the fuss is about so Santa's little helper this is the can of worms you're opening here Melissa <laughs> well I'd like to point out that there's 76 sleeps to Halloween so, <laughs> so that's okay so we were, we're fully in our rights to talk about this uh, so Halloween uh, as we know originated here on our doorstep in County Mead uh, this is quite special and uh, the festival has been celebrated for hundreds of years of, at Clockta so tell us a little bit about the history of this and what you know about sort of the origin of Halloween yeah, I think that's a fantastic thing and I think it's something that we should definitely be celebrating and it's something I'm really excited to celebrate, the fact that Halloween as we know it belongs to us. So it, it originated as the ancient tradition of Samhain and it's over 2,000 years ago. So 2,000 years ago, up at Clockta, which is the Hill of Ward in Athboy, that's the site, or said to be the site, of the original Samhain bonfires. So Halloween bonfires, as we know it, that's where they originated. And then things like, do you know the way that we dress up at Halloween? That's an Irish tradition. So we would have dressed up um, in masks and costumes uh, because we believed that the the veil between living and dead was thinnest. So that was to deceive unfriendly spirits. 
and then things like trick-or-treating is also Irish uh, because people would attempt to appease those spirits by leaving out fruit and nuts and things like that and then even carved pumpkins a very American kind of symbol of Halloween but that originated from us carving turnips and the original jack-o'-lanterns were Irish so there's so much fun Irish folklore and history there and I think it's definitely something that we should celebrate and something we are celebrating with the Puka Festival. Yes, tell me about this uh, Puka Festival because it's returning this year after kind of a tricky two-year period. It's back with a bang. Tell us how did the festival come about? So the, the festival came about for that exact reason to kind of, it's a false Ireland initiative to celebrate Ireland as the home of Halloween and make Halloween be almost like another Paddy's Day in Ireland, which I think it deserves to be um, because a lot of people don't realise that, that Halloween belongs to us and I think yeah. it's a really lovely thing. Now I am I am a gigantic Halloween nerd so I'm <laughs> I'm already on board but I think that it's, it's so nice seeing other people come on board as well. So we have so much happening at the festival and I'm so, so excited about it. Yeah, because this year it's coming back to Trim and at the Boy. I was looking at the programme of events there. You've got some really big names coming along this year. We do, yeah. So uh, tickets went on sale uh, last Friday and they've just been flying out. So we have King Kong Company, Block Rock and Beats. We have Jerry Fish, The High Kings, Lisa Hannigan, Kathy Davey, Ham Sandwich, the Dublin City Ramblers. And then 41 minutes ago, I think we just announced um, Imelda May. Oh, so brilliant. Imelda May's tickets will be yeah. going on sale this Friday at 10am. So I would recommend people set their alarms for that because that's an exciting one. Yeah. And then we have loads and loads of comedy happening. So we have Joanne McNally, we have David O'Doherty, we have Neil Delamere and Jason Byrne. Um, and then we also, I really want to uh, celebrate storytelling and folklore yes. because we have such a beautiful tradition here in Ireland of folklore and storytelling with all of our Shana Keys. Um, so we have Blind Boy doing his live podcast and then we have Candlelit Tales who are fantastic and they're going to be performing um Irish stories of folklore and mythology live. Oh, I love them. They are a highlight for me every year and they always join me on the programme in the run-up to it. So you've just reminded me about that as well, that we must have a little story from them. They are fantastic. and they are. Uh, They're wonderful. The show, it's, 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 it really is a treat. for Like you say, it really kind of immerses you in our rich heritage when it comes to the storytelling. They are pros. They really are. Uh, so the events as well, there's uh, some events for families, children, that kind of thing too. There is. There's so much happening for everyone now. The, the festival itself is aimed at adults but then we have loads of other stuff happening for all ages so we have a Banshee Bingo Hall oh, and nice. that's um, a high energy festival style show it's kind of themed around Halloween and Puka it is not your Nana's Bingo <laughs> and then we have a Celtic Voyage Circus that's an Irish themed circus and then once night falls we're going to celebrate the Puka's proclivity for mischief Ooh. with a Samhain circus and that features burlesque and cabaret sideshow acts and fire acts so that's for the grown ups and then we have interactive games. So we have so many lovely traditional Samhain divination rituals here in Ireland. So things like even the brown brack with the ring in it. Yes. So we'll have loads of interactive games playing on those type of um, divination rituals. They'll be happening across pubs and venues across Trimanac Boy. We'll have walking tours, self-guided interactive treasure hunts that people can do at any time throughout the festival. Um, and then food is a really big focus as well because Halloween's a time for feasting. Do you know, we have yeah. things like, as I said, already the brown brack. We have Kilcannon. Um, we have a big food and craft market and there's so much lovely food here in the Boyne Valley and we really want to showcase that. Oh, there really is so much. There's a, a plethora of food producers around here. No doubt they'll be gearing up for this as well. It's a fantastic lineup. Tickets are on sale now. How can people get tickets? 
pukafestival.com and then also our social media is hopping at the moment so that's Puka Festival Ireland on Instagram and Puka Festival on Facebook. Well I've no doubt it's going to be a great event it always is every year and uh, we will be updating people closer to the time as well but for now Melissa thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thanks a million for having me on. I could talk about Halloween all day, so cheers. <laughs> we will have you back. We definitely will have you back. That's uh, Melissa Hayward there, Creative Director, Puka Festival. Look, there's no no harm in having something to look forward to. You know, the nights are going to be getting darker. We'll have nothing to be doing. So Puka Festival, it's running from the 28th uh, to the 31st of October. Full details of tickets and events can be found on pukafestival.com. 11 to 1. Very shortly we'd be going back in time, 1998 in a fairly dark period in Irish history popping up in the North East Update. But first it's back to the music. Here's Robert Miles and Children on LMFM's 11 to 1. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 7744 Going back in time now to 1998 at the OMA bombing in Northern Ireland. The worst terrorist incident of the Troubles kills 29 people and injures about 220. And today is Check the Chip Day. Make an appointment with your vet to check the chip that keeps your pet safe. So GPS or ID chips can help return your beloved pets to you if lost. So today is Check the Chip Day. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Heading towards 12 News, but I think we can squeeze this one in. Here's the Cranberries. There's the Cranberries go your own way on LMFM's 11 to 1. News at 12 is approaching but after that the biggest TV show I'm going to say in the world has put out its annual call for talented children. More on that. Plus a gorgeous trip down memory lane as an exhibition of dance posters dating back to the 1940s opens in Kells for Heritage Week. That's all on the way. 11 to 1. Yeah, you're listening to LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. That's Mark Ronson and Bruno Mars Uptown Funk kicking off our second hour. Just want to let you know uh, and thank you so much to Brian who messaged it in on 086 658 There's a serious crash at Blakestown Cross at Hunterstown in RD. Emergency services are on the scene but traffic is blocked on both sides. Uh, thank you so much for that, Brian. Please slow down if you're in the area and please take care out on the roads at the moment. We're talking about serious rainfall. Uh, roads will be very wet, very slippy, so please do take care uh, if you're on the road driving and in that area. Blakestown Cross at Hunterstown in RD and if there's any updates we will give them to you as the day goes on and on our lunchtime bulletin. Now, uh, the I know, I know you're probably thinking she's lost the marbles altogether. We're talking about Halloween in the first hour. <laughs> I'm going to stop myself from playing festive tunes but... This is very important, you know, for people who want to be organised. Uh, yeah, I'm going to talk about Christmas very briefly because the Late Late Toy Show, the most wonderful show in the world, has said that their applications are open now. They are on the lookout once again for talented children to take part in this year's show. Over to RTE.ie for all the details there. I know so many uh, great talented groups around this area and children around this area take part in it. They audition and they uh, end up getting onto the show. So I had to let you know, now is the time 
It's August, I know, but it's countdown for them and preparations are underway. So Late Late Toy Show, I can't believe I'm mentioning this. But anyway, uh, they're on the lookout. So if there's talented youngsters in your lives and they want to be on the toy show, uh, it's the it's the dream. It is the dream, I think, of a lot of children to be on the toy show. Or to e.ie for all of the details there. Now, let's see what else is happening in the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Louise. Ryan Reynolds has spoken about the first time he met Rob McElhenney. He told Jimmy Kimmel guest host Rob about the first time he reached out to him on social media. I saw Rob in uh, one of these episodes, one of the episodes of uh, It's Always Sunny. Uh, He did something that was absolutely spectacular. It was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And it was a dance sequence all in black and white in the rain. And it was just pound for pound, the most gorgeous, beautifully shot, choreographed and performed three minutes I think I'd ever seen on television. So I happened to follow you on social media. So I just DM'd you and I said, that, that what I just saw on your show was spectacular. It was one of those moving things I've ever seen. Unspeakable. Ben Stiller became a Swifty while he was teaching his daughter how to drive on the streets of New York. He says he's now a proud Taylor Swift fan after playing her tunes while they were in the car. The West Side Highway is literally like Mad Max Fury Road. And what really helped her was if we just played her favourite artist, Taylor Swift. So we would just drive and play Taylor Swift and I... I was a fan, but I think now I'm total Swifty. Sure. She-Hulk hits Disney Plus this Thursday. It's about a single lawyer who also happens to be a green, super-powered humanoid. Star Ginger Gonzaga tells us who she would nominate as the strongest woman in her life. My assistant, who is so wonderful and lovely, and she went to Columbia, and she was one of the fastest racers in the United States, and she's very funny, and I and I think she would be a wonderful AD, so I, I feel like she could be one of the most powerful people, so I hope that for her. That's The Buzz. I'm Louise. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Back to the music now. Here's Ed Sheeran. There's Ed Sheeran, Shivers and LMFM's 11 to 1. Now this week marks National Heritage Week and it's run by the Heritage Council of Ireland every year celebrating our rich heritage and culture and there's lots going on around the place but this caught my attention because as part of Heritage Week a unique exhibition showcasing dance hall posters produced by Kells Printing Works dating right back to the 1940s is going to be exhibited this week in the Tura 2 Gallery Courthouse in Kells and the man behind the exhibition is community artist Mark Smith. He really has a great enthusiasm for promoting the written word, typography and calligraphy and all that sort of stuff in Kells. And he came across these posters and he's exhibiting them for this week. We're going to join Mark to chat more about this just after these. 11 to 1. This week marks National Heritage Week and there's a great event happening in Kells. Uh, It's an exhibition showcasing dance hall posters produced by Kells Printing Works and it dates right back, some of them, to the 1940s. They're going to be exhibited in the Tura 2 Gallery Courthouse in Kells and uh, the Printing Works in Kells, which was restored in recent years by community artist Mark Smith. This man's enthusiasm for promoting typography uh, art form resulted in him setting up the Kells Type Trail event, which runs so successfully every year as well. Mark is the behind this exhibition and he's on the line to tell us more. How are you getting on, Mark? Not too bad, Sinead. Thanks for taking the call. Great, great to have you on the programme again. Now, this is going to be a real trip down memory lane for people, a fascinating social record that you've gathered together there, Mark. But tell me, how did you happen upon these posters in the first place? Well, 
It all stems from one of the groups I work with in Kells, which is Kells Local Heroes, that have been working on Kells for the last like uh, 10 years, uh, painting buildings and doing up stuff and holding street parties and all that. But one of the ladies that attends one of the meetings, the meet, that attends all the meetings with us is a woman called Angela Ryan, who lives down Modlin Street in Kells. And at one of the meetings, probably six years ago uh, in autumn, um, she kind of brought up the subject, like she knows she would have been part of the type trail and part of all the stuff we've been doing in Kells, celebrating lettering as an art form. She she said to me at a meeting, when she said out at the meeting, she said, oh, has anybody seen these old posters that are being gifted back to the families of the proprietors who would have originally paid for them? Uh, mm. So there's there auctioneers and publicans and uh, solicitors and stuff like that. So old posters from the 1920s onwards were being gifted back to these families by the um, the beneficiary who has left the print works and the building in front of it, a father, Sean Finnegan, who was a nephew of Brian and Annie Finnegan. Annie was the woman who owned the print works, who um, made her money in Manhattan. She worked as a nurse on the cruise liners and came back and bought the building off the previous printing family, which was Smith. And um, there's no connection there at all. But they, they she came back and she bought it. And her brother, Brian, he ran the print works. But she was a, a spin. She never married. Briony never married. So the only person that was going to get all was a father, Sean Finnegan, who was based outside London. Mm. Sorry. And it was a noose around his neck because he didn't know what to do with it. Of course. And, and yeah. because he was a, a, a not not a closest relative, he was liable to inheritance tax. So he was going to have to let sell lock, stock, and barrel. And um, he started to gift the machines away to people around the country. So there was machines going to the Benedictine Order to set up there in Stamullen. And they were getting a couple of the presses. Then there was a Dutch designer up in Armagh. He was getting one of the presses. Crowd over in Roscommon were getting a press. I think Minority Steam Traction might have been getting one of the presses. Yeah. So all of the presses were being gifted away. And this all stems from Angela Ryan talking to me. And I said, listen, we have to keep this in Kells. We can't let this go. So we arranged to have a conversation with Father Sean Finnegan in London, and he said, um, "Okay, like I like the way I was saying it to him was, we'd like to keep it for Kells at being education and training tool." And Father Sean probably didn't know who I was from Adam. Probably did a bit of research, and then that following a couple of weeks later, he came back and he said, "Listen, I'm over to sign off some paperwork around Christmas. We can meet." So I met him in the book market in Kells, and then. I had to convince him that we had to go around and unpromise all the machines from the people he promised them. <laughs> so, so we went and did that. Uh, the Benedictine monks were a tricky one because I had to sit through our, to our Latin mass. And oh, an hour, Mark! And a, and an hour suffering, suffering for the art <laughs> form, absolutely. Oh, but yeah, no, it was quite, it was quite beautiful, and the way they set up over there and so on, quite beautiful. But one of the one of the monks there is a bit. Um, he would have been a printer from Denver, Colorado, so he was going to use the machines to walk up small little missalettes and stuff like that for the church. Yeah. So we had to, after the conversation with them, we said, listen, we'd love to keep it all in Kells, but in return, when we get it all set up in Kells, would they come and walk on the presses and be seen to walk on the presses uh, 1,200 years after the last monks used lettering? Wow. That's, so, that's an offer they couldn't refuse, yeah, I imagine. And, yeah. and it's a photograph to see them walking up Church Lane in their in their garb. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, so... The old posters, we started seeing these old posters, and they're amazing. Uh, so the pay, a lot of the posters, we've scanned 180 of them, ranging from political posters from Sinn Féin, 1922 elections, 
We have posters from uh, auctions of land. We've posters from dances. We've posters from sports events. So there's a breakdown of the social economic uh, history of the region in the northeast that would have been printed in Kells. And when, the more we look into it, there was five printing works based in Kells because it was connected by rail. Mm. So at the a- end of the 1800s, there was four county papers being printed in Kells. Wow. The, Chron- the Mead Chronicle was started in the print works on the machines we have. The Mead Herald, the Mead, uh, I think it was the Mead Advisor, and then there was one other one. But this, So this history is only coming out on the back of us discovering and uh, safekeeping this, these, this print works mm. for future generations. But the posters we have on display for Heritage Week are all relating to dances that were held in the ballroom of the old courthouse in Kells. So this would have been Lord Hedford's ballroom that he would have used in the town. And he would have, there would have been dances around there as fundraisers and stuff like that. But the ones we're showing are of, from 1946, 1947, 1948. And we were putting them up last Friday. And it was only when I was putting them up, you noticed that six of the seven are fundraisers for the band hall to be built in Carrick Street in Kells. Okay. And, and I invited in two of the guys from the, uh, the Silver Kells Silver Band there on, on Friday. So John Grant from the Drama Society in Kells and, and uh, the Vincents. He was there and Joe Roke from the Silver Band were there. And they were delighted to see this kind of social heritage of this local fundraising that was done to... They bought the building in Carrick I think it was a two-storey house that was converted into a single-storey band hall. They bought it in 1947. These fundraising dances went on for two or three years to raise the money to build it and say, turn it into a band hall. And the plaque is on the wall and character of this band hall that now still is existing. That's that's incredible. And in terms of the, you know, because you're, you're talking about dating back to say the, the, the 40s there, the late 40s. Yeah. No doubt there are people though still around in Kells that would have actually frequented these dances and it'd be fascinating for them. Exactly. And, and the, the, the strange thing is when I'm looking at them, the terminology and the wording that's used on them, like the last dance before Lent. You weren't oh, allowed wow, dance. Oh, of course. You weren't, you weren't yes. allowed dance during Lent. And then there was one, there was ones there like from, um, where we see, we got carnival dances in the bottom courthouse. But one of them, the last one, I only noticed this last yesterday, was the, there was one there for the grand final carnival uh, week of the 24th to the 13th of May, 1948 in the ballroom and it was the grand farewell dance and this was the last dance to be held in the ballroom in Kells. Wow and the fact that they had this carnival event every year as well you know this uh, as you say things that are probably not happening now anymore marked in the in these posters which is really and truly fascinating and there's obviously you know a a huge history of ballroom dancing in Kells as well there must have been a, a great interest was there any photographs or anything like that that you came across of that era? Well we see I'd say there there probably is but we, yeah. we we don't have them like we've we've posters for dances that were held in Old Castle and Virginia and like we've all that kind of a catalogue mm. of photographs that have have all been scanned now and safeguarded for future generations. Uh, and then a paper conservation over in Galway has worked on them. A Susan uh, Carr who's worked on the posters. I think she worked on about eighty posters. So all this these posters and the print works and all that there's applications for funding it for every single piece of this. And the Heritage Council have been fantastic to us. Mead County Council, amazing, through the Heritage Office and the Arts Office. But it really is safeguarding this whole kind of... It's a, it's a more recent history. Yeah. It's, within, it's within touching the distance. It's our grandparents. Yeah, um, yeah, it really is. is. And that 
kind of heritage is kind of a little bit overlooked because it's so recent but it is within like the last hundred years. Oh, and it's going to be so important to, to preserve that absolutely for, for the next generation. And, you know, as you said there, the posters are printed at the, the printing works in Kells. You know, this is something that you've restored. I mean, can people can people see this as well as part of Heritage Week or... Uh, not, this, not this year, but it's in the process. Like the machines, now we moved everything out of the old print works down modelling on the 12th of August, just gone Friday five years ago and we had to be out of that building by five o'clock on that Friday before the building changed ownership. Now we had to cut through people's gardens, through people's walls to get these machines out. Like there were five and a half ton machines, close off streets and get them all out, got them all out and then they went into storage and then over the the next four years we've been working with the print engineers out of the National Print Museum guys to work on all these machines over the four years. And they all cost money to restore, mm-hmm. but they're, they're better than when they left the factories. Now, the oldest machine that's been restored is 1832. Wowzers. Oh, my goodness so me. So pre-famine. And yes. these machines are better now than when they left the factories over in England because okay, so of the way they've been restored. So it's a case of watch this space. It's a oh. delicate, long process, as you say. Oh, Mark, no doubt you're going to be just so thrilled when these oh, are up and running great. to be able to see them uh, operating because I know you're a huge fan of, you know, typography and you're yeah. a great man for champion, uh, you know, the, that in the area. And a part of this is the Kells Type Trail, which has been yeah. ongoing since June. Tell us about this year. Uh, you, you normally choose a word every year that kind of sums up kind of, I suppose, what's going on really. Yeah. Uh, and the word this year was the word now. Yes. Where, where we're at now, like it was like when the word was decided it was a year ago, we were still in lockdown. Yeah. And we were hoping to get out of it. And now that we are, this is what the word, the word we chose. And it was a funny one because I remember mentioning it to the arts officer of the county, Jared Bailey, who's from Dundalk. And when I said the word now to her, she, the first thing that came to mind for her was that our, our granny over in Dundalk, she used to put a cup of tea down to her father on, a, on the edge of the oh. table. And she'd say, no, 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 yeah. Oh, listen, that is, I saw a video doing the rounds on TikTok actually recently there uh, where this actress, she's very funny, she's an Irish actress and it's like Irish mams after everything that they do, you know, so she's like washing the dishes and she's just like, no. (laughs) And it's... (laughs) We use it in a different way. We use yes. it as part of every conversation. We don't realise how much we use it, you know? Oh, totally. I mean, I probably use it every couple of seconds here on the show yeah. as well. It really is. Uh, but you've over 32 installations in the in the trail, which is a, a big, the biggest number you've had, is it? Yeah, well, yeah, because it kind of went, yeah, and we did it during COVID. It didn't stop us. COVID didn't stop us. But the, the, the reach of the type trail now is spreading out. We have pieces from, that came from Marseille, South France. We have pieces from uh, a woodblock uh, printing museum in Hamilton in Wisconsin. We have pieces from France and from Wales. So artists within this field of the arts, using lettering as an art form, within that kind of niche market of the arts, know about it. Maybe not so many people locally or spread out around the region here know about it, but within the field of, of topography and lettering mm-hmm. as an art form, it is, they, they can't believe that we get to have a town as our canvas. Yes. And it's, and it's not housed in a white box that only certain people will go in and see an exhibition. This is on the streets of Kells. Same as like over in the dock where you have the secret. Of course, festival. yeah. You know, it's on the streets. So that means kids grow up seeing art. When I was growing up, I never got to see art. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to see art when I was in my late teens. You went to Dublin. But it's great to see like the young generation can see and engage and soak it up. But they don't even know they're soaking up because it's there on the doorstep. 
Yeah, I, I love that. And it's making it accessible. It's breaking yeah. down this kind of idea of art being kind of for, you know, a certain type yeah. of person, maybe, or a class yeah. thing. It's breaking down all of that. It really yeah. is. And uh, you're working on a piece, I believe, for the big finale of this, which is cul- going to culminate at the end of uh, Heritage Week. Yes, no, I've got to do, for every one of the machines that are signed off on, we have to get a printer to print off on them. So there's a guy who works with the National Print Museum, a called Freddie Snow. And what I normally do is we create a poster that then gets printed off on the machine, the signs off the machine, and that's going to say for the next 100 years that's ready to print. Nice. Um, so I'm working, I'm working on that poster as we speak, and then we will do a final walk of the type trail uh, in towards the week. Uh, so I think that's the end of August, the last towards in August. We'll do a final walk. Type trail comes down. We've started the next year's type trail. There's, there's about four or five different artists already got their pieces worked on for next wow. year's type trail. Um, next year's word is the word Connect. Oh, I love it. And I love the fact that this year's one isn't even finished and he's already thinking ahead for next year. And uh, the dance hall posters, they're going to be exhibited uh, for, for this week, isn't it? This week and it'll come down the following week, yeah. Fantastic. Now, they really are beautiful posters, you know. Yeah, we have a couple of them there actually that we were sent in and we have one on our, on our Twitter if people want to check it out. It's a wonderful trip down memory lane for people. Another great way to celebrate the town's rich history with the written word. I wish you every success with it as well and for the, the culmination of the type trail. Thank you so much, Mark, for joining me. No problem. Thanks, Jeanette. Thanks a million. If you have people that might remember this, perhaps you remember going to dances yourself in the area, perhaps you're just a huge fan of all of this and history and heritage, this exhibition is going to run in Turret 2 Gallery in Kells uh, until August 21st. Uh, for more details as well uh, on this, you can check out Kells Type Trail Facebook page. That's where all the information on this and the Type Trail and the events and things that are happening with that for Heritage Week. You can find them all there on the social media, Facebook and Instagram. Eleven to one with LMFM's eleven to one. Sophie Doyle Ryder. Too much. Now it's time for this. LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Rotopa Recruitment Agency requires qualified tradesmen willing to work on projects in the Netherlands. For more information, you can check out their website, rotopa.com. So that's R-O-T-O-P-A.com. Experienced child minder required for two children aged one and two years old in minder's own home in the North Drogheda area. No calls, please. If you are interested, please text only to 0860732972. The Valley Inn Malera Dunleer requires an experienced full-time bar person. Excellent ter- terms and conditions provided. Please send your CV to valleyinninquiries at gmail.com. And Men's Aid Ireland requires a part-time HR administrator based in the Navan area. Please visit mensaid.ie for more details. And don't forget, all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. I love the idea of this. It's a new colour-filled event and it's going to be happening in Betty's Town next month because Drogheda Credit Union and St. Column Kills have launched the Drogheda Credit Union Kills Colour Run and... I really think that I might want to get involved in this. Families young and old are urged to step into a world of colour in this five kilometre fun run. So basically you run and uh, you can, well, you can run, walk or jog through the course. And at each kilometre you get covered head to toe in a different colour of powder paint. I've seen this um, happen in the past and it looks like grey crack. 
you just get assaulted with a load of colour essentially uh, so it's happening in St. Column Kills GAA Club Grounds in Pilltown uh, Bedistown on Saturday the 3rd of September at 12 and I say you can run jog or walk this so single entry tickets cost a tenner or family ticket uh, or up to six people is available for 40 quid and then team tickets for groups of more than 25 people as well wouldn't that be great as well if you got a load of pals together to do it you can get all the details and purchase the tickets on the Column Kills website it's just kills.com and all the money raised uh, will go towards the day-to-day running of St. Colm Kells Club so it's happening on the 3rd of September I don't know I, I think I could do something like this now it'd be a bit of crack uh, so there you go all the details as I say kills.com that is our lot on the show for today thank you so much for your company as always have a great Monday we'll leave you with ABBA chat to you tomorrow LMFM Podcasts With CNC Carpets We bring the showroom to you Or book a new showroom appointment On 087 660 40 237.